Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com Giants reporter. Here for a little free agency episode, right? Because... The world has basically stopped right now because of the coronavirus. Everything, sports sports is at a standstill. We'll see if NFL free agency goes on as expected. But regardless, it's going to happen at some point. And I know, if you, at least if you're like me, you're sitting there, you're, you're tired of watching. You put it on the TV, and it's coronavirus all the time. And all you hear about is the coronavirus. I mean, my daughter's like, why do we, she's, she's like whispering in my ear, daddy, why do we always have to watch this? Why do, why do they always have to talk about the coronavirus? So that's what we're here for. We're here to take your mind off that for a little bit, a little respite, a little relief from real life problems. And we'll go into the toy and games section over here where we're talking about NFL free agency and the giants. And this could be your escape from that stuff, right? So that's what we're here for. That's what this free agency episode is going to do. The Giants, by the way, according to our ESPN roster management system, are a tinge under $80 million under the salary cap. Now, these are estimates. We'll see how everything turns out. But that's because Red Ellison retired recently. They cut Alec Ogletree last month. They cut Kareem Martin. And the Giants have a lot of money to work with. Now, the first order of business is going to be dealing with Leonard Williams. They're already invested in that. I know a lot of people say it's a sunk cost, just move on. But then you then have to go fill that void because they have Dalvin Tomlinson. They have B.J. Hill. They have Dexter Lawrence. You need the more, you need a deep defensive line group. I agree with Dave Gettleman on this one. So a Leonard Williams could definitely fit in there. Now, I wish it was an even better pass rusher, but they've already invested in him. So it makes sense to keep him. They like him as a player. He's likely going to get a tag. The transition tag makes the most sense. They give him a transition tag. Other teams can offer him a deal. The Giants can match. If he leaves, they get no compensation. But you have to be realistic. Who's offering Leonard Williams this huge long-term deal when you know the Giants are already invested in him? You probably have to blow him away for the Giants to say that's too much for us because they have a lot of money. They're invested in the player, and they like the player. So – He's unlikely to even get an offer if he's transitioned because the Giants are in position to match it. So that's the likelihood with Leonard Williams. We'll talk about him in free agency. He, he happens to be at a position where there's a lot of equitable players. Now, you might want, rather have Leonard Williams over all of them, but you have to factor in when you talk about that trade of whether it was the right move, which I you, I think you know this by now. I don't think it was. I think, it to me, it doesn't make any sense, the line of thinking, but because you're giving up the picks and then signing the guys or getting these guys. Whereas you could have got an equitable guy without giving up those picks. So silly move to me, a move the Giants will still be paying for. It'll be relevant in this free agency because Leonard Williams is part of this free agency. He would have been part of this free agency regardless if the Giants didn't trade for him pretty much almost assuredly. The Jets had made that decision. They weren't going to re-sign him. So, but the Giants have bigger needs. Defense, defense, defense. I don't think they're going to the top of the offensive line market. Now, they will probably get a tackle. They do not have a starter right now. Mike Rammers is going to hit the market. They're going to let him see his market. But I expect them to sign a Mike Rammers type, sort of a stopgap fill-in, and then maybe get a player in the draft, whether it be first, second round, even the end of the third round, a player 
that can then compete and be part of the future at that position. I think that seems to be the more likely route right now. Now, on defense, don't expect the Giants to go out there, sign Jadavian Clowney, Byron Jones, and Corey Littleton. Not going to happen. The Giants are big believers. The people in charge are big believers, and you build this team right now through the draft. Not free agency. Through the draft. Now, it doesn't mean they can't supplement their team through the free agency, and they will. And they need some good players. They need some upper echelon players. So I do expect them to go get one top premium defensive player. Now, they're not just going to do it recklessly. They're going to do it in what they deem under the right circumstances. So if the right player is there at the right price, let's say they get one of those three guys. Then they go mid-range shopping, add some pieces to that defense. Versatility. Keyword. Keyword here. Joe Judge is in charge. That's going to be a key buzzword with this Giants team. Versatility. A lot of decent mid-range players out there. A lot of good value players that could be had. Now, by value... You can't get caught up in the numbers because you have to understand the numbers keep going up. The salary cap keeps going up. So of course the salaries are going to keep going up. So you hear, Oh my God, $10 million for this guy. That's ridiculous. If that's what the market says it is. I mean, if a decent player, if a decent, an average quality pass rusher, Marcus Gold, you're not going to get a guy like that for less than $10 million, pretty much, you know, eight, $10 million. That's the price. That's what it's going to be for those guys. So. I think the Giants will add a bunch of guys in that mid-range, one guy at the top, and then maneuver from there. So let's get into a bigger, wider free agency discussion with our guest. On to the next one. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN reporter, all over free agency, and that's what we're going to talk about here. Jeremy, how are we doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. I thought we were going to talk about your hoops game. Yeah. yeah all your buckets. Actually... I actually told that story last time on the podcast about how I was the old guy on the court showing up wearing Yeezys, and everyone in there was probably like, who is this idiot standing up? <laughs> yeah, but then you, once you get on the court, you start getting buckets, and yeah, all is forgiven. Yeah, that's, that's not exactly accurate. But anyway, <laughs> let's get to the football part of it. Nobody wants to hear about my quasi-basketball skills. <laughs> Uh, we got free agency, okay? However, yep. however it unfolds, whatever the rules are, we're going to talk about the players available. Okay. So you're looking, you're looking at this class. What, what do you see? Like, where, where do you look at? Where do you see the strengths of this free agency class? Where do you see the weaknesses? Well, I think there are going to be a, a ton of franchise tags, which kind of waters down the free agency market a little bit. I mean, I, I'm expecting yep. a ton of a ton of tags Sunday. So if the CBA gets passed, say Sunday morning. Then Sunday you're going to see a lot of tags. You're going to see a lot of teams trying to resign their players at like a bargain rate, take it or leave it type deal. Most of those players are going to go to free agency on Monday. Um, but then you still have enough talent. I mean, obviously you have a lot of good linemen, starting with Jadavian Clowney, but um, they're like eight to ten defensive tackles that I think are going to really get paid. And they're not necessarily star players. It's just you know teams are ready to pay for that position if you can halfway rush the passer. Um, well, let's you know, just, we're, we're going to assume we're going to assume for the sake of this podcast and for the argument anyway that most yeah. of the top edge edge rushers, right? Those are the ones that they're all. They're, we're we're going to assume they're all tagged, right? Yeah, no doubt. So, it's the Shaq Barretts, Matthew Judon's of the Barrett. world. They'll they'll all be off the board, which is uh, good the, for like free uh, Sha- Shaquille, yeah, right? Shaq, Shaq Barrett, who we just said, uh, Chris yeah. Jones, Yannick Ngakwe, even though he's not an edge rusher. 
Chris Jones. But yeah, Yannick Ngakwe, all the all those guys. So we're right. taking those guys, let's make that clear, out of the equation. Correct. So, so that's good news for like Dante Fowler or like, you know, Robert Quinn. Like all of a sudden you have kind of the market to yourself a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's still enough talent, but it's going to be a little watered down. But there, there's, a, you know, there's a good bit of like, there's a lot of value. Like the, like the top 10 players at like several positions are all pretty good, you know. Right. Well, you know, this is what free agency boils down to. It boils down to you get good players. The good players rise to the top of free agency, right? So the good players are basically viewed as almost like great players because that's what's available. And then you're looking, teams are looking to plug gaps and fill holes, and that's what they're left to do it with. So, yeah. um, that defensive yeah, line, market, right? Who, who do you like? I mean, we have, there's a, there's a lot of different options, a lot of different choices. More, more talking interior, you know, and I'm including Leonard Williams in there. Yeah. And then, the, then the, the natural edge pass rusher guys. Right. So with Leonard Williams, I still think there's a chance he gets one of the tags franchise or transition tag which um would complicate matters for him but it would sort of take him off the board for the short term um but i like i mean they're they're probably 10 guys that are pretty good i like uh javon hargrave i think he's gonna get more money than people would think not a huge number but he'll do pretty well because he's he's quick he can rush the passer you know he can play multiple spots uh and still pretty good against the run Uh, dj reader is gonna do really well um, you know, there are several teams looking for a defensive tackle. I think, I think it's going to be Green Bay and Detroit, um, Denver. You know, I think the Giants might will probably be in that mix depending on what happens with Williams. Um, and so, you know, there, there are a lot of good players. Uh, you know, and then there are guys like Jordan Phillips from Buffalo who are sort of, you know, had one big year. Uh, Jaron Reed in Seattle had one big year a year ago. So, like, is that enough to pay a guy 12, 10 to 12 million dollars a year if he really only has the one? Uh, year of, of like good performance, and so that's that's sort of an issue teams have to weigh. Yeah, I mean the guys like uh, you know David Anyamata from the, from the Saints who had who had a really good year last year, right? Really hadn't done a ton prior to it. I wasn't wasn't even really a starter. So right. again, those, those are the guys that are in that conversation. So let's let's play a little game, right? Because the Giants they're likely going to keep Leonard Williams. I've talked about this before. Yep. Uh, I think the transition tag is likely in his future. Because they're they're invested in him already, right? So, but yeah. let's say all things are equal. Leonard Williams was able to hit the free agent market. Okay, who are you going with? L Dubs or the field? Okay, and, <laughs> and, I, and, and I'll give you I'll give you a guy. We'll do we'll do Leonard Williams versus another option that's out there on the market. Okay. Okay. So L Dubs versus. Javon Hargrave, both are free agents. Both cost around the same amount of money. Who are you taking? Well, is it just a straight player swap, or is it like I'm the Giants and I've given up draft picks for this guy, so I got no draft, no draft picks. So let's, we're saying the Giants were smart enough not to make that trade. Okay, but, okay. But it's getting free agency now, and so gotcha. now you have your option of Leonard Williams versus all these other guys. Ooh, I'd, I'd probably go Hargrave, man. Now, like, granted, I, I covered Pittsburgh for a while, so I've watched him. He, he's talented, so. Um, you know, he can get you eight sacks, you know, as like a, like he can, you know, play nose or he can be like a three technique. I mean, he's, you know, I, I think he's proven a little more. Even though Williams, I think his ceiling is still really high. I don't know, even though it's been five years, like I still think, you know, as a top pick, um, that, you know, raw ability, like the right defense can get something out of him, you know, but I, I'd take Hargrave. I say this all the time about Williams is, there's 32 teams that would want Leonard Williams, right? 
It's just yeah. a matter of the price. I mean, he, he's a he's a quality player. He's not a great player, right. but he's a quality player. Like if you said one year five million, there'd be thirty two teams that wanted Leonard Williams. Right. So and, and none of these tackles are like great players. That's the thing. But they're all like good. Right, so. I think I think it's that's where he falls in. He falls in like that good but not great category. Right. And I think that's what you're dealing with here in free agency for the most part. So, next up, Leonard Williams versus Gerald McCoy. Uh, Williams, right. at this I, stage, you know, five I, years ago, be McCoy. Price, uh, not price, but age at this point is a, is a big deal. There, one guy's probably on his uh, decline a little bit, and the other guy's what twenty five years old, which is right. which is really the biggest benefit of him. So, yeah, no doubt, uh, Leonard Williams. L Dubs versus David Anyamata from the Saints. Uh, I'd go L Dubs. Really? Yeah. Okay. That I, mean, was... I like Anyamata, but I just I look at him as more of a run guy. Uh, he, he had a, some good a good pass rush year. I, I I think he almost brings more as a pass rusher. I, yeah. I think I'll go. But this is I, like a good conversation. Well, Saints are so loaded though up front. I feel like he had help. You know, I, I like him. I do like him, but I, I'd take Williams. L Dubs. Versus Jerron Reed from the Seattle Seahawks. Ooh. This is a guy who had double-digit sacks two years ago, but then got suspended for uh, performance-enhancing substances this year and had a down year. So, yeah, I, for me, it's close. I'd probably go L Dub, but it's tough. That's a tough call. I, I, I actually think Reed might be a better player, but there's some of that baggage from last year, and he's just you know, you don't know what you're getting right now. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably go Reed in that one. Uh, yeah. L Dubs versus Michael Brockers. Ooh, that's a tough one. Well, <laughs> depends on what you want, right? Like, you know, if you want just like the really good run stopper, I'd probably go Brockers. Not that Williams isn't can't play the run, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Brockers. Proven guy. I'd probably go Williams. L Dubs in this one. I think. Yeah, that, yeah. I just I just think there's a little more upside in, on that one, and I, I do. I think he might even bring more in the pass rush, but who, who knows? Yeah, that's uh, a tough one because Brockers is like, you know, he's he's not like a pass rush guy, you know, and he's older, so that's that's a tough call. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is none of the – very few of these guys are straight pass rush type guys. Those right. kind of guys, the guys that are that, like the Chris Joneses of the world, they don't even hit the market. Right. That's why these guys are free agents. Right. Because they're they like do, – They do have warts in their game. Good quality players – but right. there are warts in the game, uh, right. in their game. So. Right. And then last one. I don't know if this is going to be much of a competition, but L-dubs for Nadamakan Sue. Let's just change this to say just for this season alone. Because Nadamakan Sue obviously up there in age. One year yeah. alone. One year alone. Ooh, how many sacks did Sue have last year? Do you know? Off the top of my head, I do not. I could pop it up real quick. You, you could you could fill a buster and I'll, I'll check No, that's it. all right. I'll go. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Williams. He had two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Two, two you, and you half. can get that from Williams. <laughs> you can get. Well, let's be honest. You didn't get you? it from Williams last year, but I, I do agree. You, you you should be able to get that. You should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you can't get that from him, you got to pull the pull the tag immediately. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, this this is really the, the argument with with Williams is that he's not a great producer, but he's a solid player. And look, if he he would have hit free agency, the Jets weren't going to tag him. The Jets weren't going to work out. The Jets had already right. made, made that decision and moved on. You don't trade for him. You, you have those picks right now, or somebody comparable like one of the guys we just named. Right. Free agency, and you don't have to give up those picks. So it's just the picks were just 
a waste. And I know the Giants, they had their reasoning. Uh, I'll disagree with that. Most people in the league disagree with that. So, yeah, let, no let's let's look at some of the top free agents and talk about where we think they're going to go and okay. what's happen with them. All right, so cool. start with the one pass rusher that is out there, right? Jadavian Clowney. Where, where where do you think are the realistic options, and where do you think he lands? I'm going to say the Colts. The Colts. A, yeah, I think I think Clowney's counting on the Colts being in the mix for him to help his market. But they got they have like eighty plus million dollars in cap space. Like they have not spent, and they have they have to spend. And okay. you know why not get a pass rusher? And they, you know even though he doesn't have the huge sack numbers, you at least know he's going to be really really disruptive every time. You, you think field. he gets in that twenty million range that he's aiming for? I think they might be able to get him for eighteen, man. See, you know? I was I'm thinking the same thing. He wants that twenty million range. I'm not sure that market's going to be there. He has an injury history, and the Colts. I'm I was deciding with who I was going to pick here between the Colts and the Seahawks. And right. I think if it does stay right. in the eighteen million dollar range, that the Seahawks. We'll end up getting him. So yeah, you might be right because I, I think I think Jaron Reed is going to go. I think they were trying to get they were they were talking to Clowney and Reed about staying. I think Reed is going to go, and Clowney is obviously ready to go. But if they can like maybe maybe on Sunday they say, hey, look, eighteen mil right now. Yeah, you might take it because you, you look at you look at the Seahawks and how they operate is they're on like a player by player basis and they're just looking for the right deal and they're not going to overspend on a, on a guy crazy yeah. spending in free agency. So if the price is right, they'll bring either of them back. They'll bring both of them back. That's just how they operate. They, yeah. not, they, they don't go out there and make big splashes in free agency. But no, no I do doubt. think they have a good chance of bringing Clowney back if that price doesn't hit. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Marcus Golden. Uh, I'm going to say Bucks. Bucks. Wow. Yeah, because – they have a lot of money too, but they got some moving parts. They won't be able to re-sign everybody. They're trying to sign like JPP and Sue and all the. Like some of those guys are going to walk, so I think they'll fill with at least one pass rusher. Yeah, interesting. So you got Shaq Barrett and Marcus Golden. That's a, a nice little duo there. Yeah, you, you can work with that. Tom Brady will be happy with that. You know? And maybe Tom Brady. Well, <laughs> that, we'll we'll get to that in a second. So, uh, Kyle Van Noy. What do you think the market for a player like that is? And, what do you think? How do you think teams view him even? Because he's a guy who's played kind of all over the place, which is what the Giants like the new regime, the versatility. But yeah, interesting player. I know he's kind of like good at everything. Maybe not great at one thing, but like he's a really solid player. So he's probably still the best fit in New England. But you know, it sounds like they're going to let him walk. So um, I think he goes. I think somebody familiar wraps him up, whether it's uh, Brian Flores in Miami or uh, Joe Judge in, in New York. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, I, th- I think there's a decent shot that the Giants make a make a run on him. It's, it's something you've heard a bunch out at, out there. So yeah, uh, and the, there's but, some good linebackers that can cover that. Will, like Corey Littleton's the world that would get paid. Where I think you know, Van Noy can be had at like you know a high price, but a, a, a good price too. Okay, so natural transition. There you go. Beautiful. This, this is why you're. This is why you're a pro. Let's, let's, let's go. To, let's go to the linebackers. We'll go Corey Littleton, uh, Blake Martinez, Joe Schobert. Top three guys for the most part. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the consensus out there. Teams might have them ranked a little differently, especially Martinez and Schobert. Some might have Schobert. Some might have Martinez. What What do we see for these guys? Price range, landing spots. Well, I think uh, Schobert. Excuse me. Um, Littleton wants a huge number. I mean, I've heard as high as fourteen million. 
I don't think he's necessarily going to get that, but he will do well. Um, so I think he'll be the first. If he's not tagged, he'll be the first guy. I'll, I'm going to say Oakland is definitely going to get one of those top three guys. I just think they're going to remake their linebacking core. Um, you know, and they, and they need the speed. So I think Littleton and oh, and uh, I'm sorry, and uh, I keep saying Oakland, Las Vegas, uh, he'll be a Raider. <laughs> and then after that, uh, let's see. I also, I, also, I also agree on that. I, I think that Littleton is going to end up with the the Raiders. That that's the team that desperately needs it, and I, I think he'll end up getting near that 14 million range. There's there's a bunch of teams out there that think very highly of him. He's the one guy who could really cover, right? I think, and really. Yeah. Really be that three down difference maker that that's out there, right? And those those are the guys who are going to get paid. Um, then there's Blake Martinez and yep. Schultz. So let's see. I think uh, teams in the linebacker market include the Giants, yep. the Packers, the uh, Raiders, obviously who who we've talked about. The Patriots they got a bunch of linebackers that are going to be free agents so they're in the market too sneaky one right there mm-hmm. uh so these are these are some of the major teams in that linebacker market obviously right. the, browns, the browns and the packers are losing guys also so they're looking for linebackers right so yeah i think detroit and denver are gonna spend on defense right um at least a reasonable amount and denver already traded for that cornerback so they might be now more likely more apt to spend on a linebacker either linebacker but i think they might go more d tackle so that leaves the teams you mentioned. So let's say I think the Giants. I think they get one linebacker if it's let's say it's Van Noy. So you got these two left. Uh, let's say Schobert in New England and Martinez. And, I mean, well, you know what? I take that back. I'm gonna say Schobert and Green Bay. They're just gonna swap guys basically. And uh, and Martin. I, I think Schobert's better all around, or at least a better cover guy. And then you take Martinez too. He just seems like a patriot. Just like, you know, good, good, solid player, team guy, yeah. four-year starter. He's got Patriot written all over him. Interesting. Wow. Blake Martinez going to end up with 150, 200 tackles next year for the New England Patriots. <laughs> I think there's a good chance Martinez uh, actually lands with the Giants. Right. I, I do I do think that that's a, a possibility. The Giants really have close to nothing at that linebacker spot right now. They have uh, Ryan Connolly. Really is what they have, and Ryan Connolly's coming off a major knee injury, so it was a right. rookie fifth round pick. So that's right. a, legitimately all they have. They need to fill that spot some way, shape, or form, even if they're going to address it in the draft. So, yeah, all right, no let's go to the cornerback. Yep. Mark, right, this is an interesting one because we've got some big names here. The Giants are obviously shopping a little bit at the top. They're in that. They're in that mix. Byron Jones, right? Uh, yeah. James Bradbury, those are probably the top two. And then a little separation when we have uh, Logan Ryan, Chris Harris, Trey Waynes, Bradley Roby type deal. So yes, let's so start. I, I got, top I got one for you. And James Bradbury. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go NFC East for you here. You ready? Okay. By- Byron Jones, Eagles. James Bradbury, Redskins. Logan Ryan, Giants. There you go. All right. I don't know that that's going to happen. I think the first two actually are going to happen. I don't know about Logan Ryan. I do know there's some interest. So, like, at the least, there's, like, but there are probably ten teams looking at corners, right? So, I think the Giants are at least one of them, at least looking around. So, I'm going to put jump to Ryan because he's versatile. He'll be, like, you know, fairly affordable. Um, and then, yeah, I think, guys, I think Bradley Roby's got a chance to stay in Houston. I think they're trying to keep him. 
Um, he's like, you know, he's, he's sort of erratic, but he's still really talented. So he might be affordable as a result. I think he's um, actually a sleeper for some of those top guys. The Byron, yeah. the B- Byron, Byron Jones, I think has a chance to land in Houston. Yeah, that would be interesting. So. Cause I mean, Houston, like they, they got to pay Tunsil and they got to pay Watson event, Deshaun Watson eventually. And then, so yeah. they might just go, Hey, well, let's go spend 15 million a year in a corner too. Why not? But they also need an entire secondary right now, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, and they're in now mode. Going to have to do something and, for sure. And who knows? I mean, they're a wild card because Bill O'Brien, he's running the show. He, he's he's the guy there. I know, and you have <laughs> no idea what he's going to do, <laughs> which is like fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's do so. Let's let's rip off some of the other top names in free agency right now, right? Okay. So the top top of free agency, we got Tom Brady. Yep. What's what's your what's your guesstimate on Tom Brady? Ooh, I, I still say New England. I could be wrong. I just, if you talk to 20 people around the league, you know, execs, coaches, they all say New England, literally all of them. Now, uh, but the problem is they don't, you know, they can't always say exactly why. Um, so I still think New England, but, you know, Tennessee knows they have, believes they have a shot. Tampa believes they have a shot. At least, apparently, I was told at least eight teams have like, are ready, either ready to make an offer or inquired at the combine. So it's a pretty big list of teams. Chargers are in that mix. So it's such a wild card, though, but I'm going to still stick with New England. There you go. Well, when the owner's involved, you know, and we're talking about Robert Kraft here, and that's, yeah. his, and that's his buddy. If he wants to make it happen, he makes it happen, right? And that's the end of it. So that's yeah, to, yeah, to an extent. <laughs> right. But you still got, like, Belichick's been there 20 years. Like, the, you know, there's only so much you can meddle, even though he's meddled before. So, um I think it's mostly Belichick's call, but I think if it gets tight or there's like a tiebreaker needed, that's where Kraft steps in. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Tom, it's Tom Brady, for God's sakes. He might step in. Yeah, you're talking, you're talking about right. maybe the best player ever to play the game. Who's, Jack- 40, who's 49 yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't really matter. <laughs> He's the best player to ever play the game, maybe, at least at a quarterback position. Yeah. Jack Conklin, top tackle probably out there on the market. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Browns. Browns? Yeah. Makes perfect sense. The Browns, obviously, desperately in need of uh, offensive tackle help. Uh, that makes a ton of sense. Um, no doubt. Brian Balaga. Brian Balaga. Ooh, that's a tough one. Let's see. Sounds like he wants to get paid. Obviously, the Packers would like to have him back. Uh, will he price himself out of there is the question. Yeah, pro- probably. I think they're going to part ways at this point. So I'm going to go Titans because I think they're, they need to, you know, they want to, re- they need a good tackle. They're going to lose Conklin because he's going to be overpriced, but I think Belaga will be reasonable. Hey, cause he's, you know, he's been hurt. He's a good player, but I don't think he's a slam dunk. Yeah. As far as like to be a $15 million a year guy. So I think they, I think they, you know, if the market's there, I think they jump in. There you go. They ta- they tag Derrick Henry. They they weigh options with Tannehill and Tom Brady on a long term deal at the same time, and then they they go they go get a tackle. Yeah, that would be that would be a good spot. That would be a good spot. If he wants to get paid, he goes to the Miami Dolphins. But if he wants to win, he goes to the Tennessee Titans. Right. The Dolphins do need a tackle. That's a good point. The Dolphins need pretty much everything. They need everything. <laughs> but they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. So it, yeah. is that in the route that they they want to go? You know, with the, an older guy, an older guy like that. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll check out the top of the guard market. Uh, so guard center was Graham Glass now. Yeah, Glasgow I think goes to um, 
Well, let's see. I think um, who do we got here? Who's heavy on guards? The Jets. That's really need a guard. That's yeah, that's what I was, I was just thinking. Uh, the Redskins will are yeah. TBD. I mean, I, I assume Sherp is going to get. Uh, he'll get. He'll get a tag. Yeah, they want to keep him he'll be back in some way, shape, or form. But a lot of teams. I mean, the Rams need uh, offensive line help. Don't know how much they're going to be able to spend on that. The yeah, Pat- let's go. The, um, the Patriots are going to probably be losing Joe Lu- Joe Thune. Right. Well, he's the guy. I mean, he, he's going to he's going to be at a high number. So let's go either Dolphins or Jets for him. I think both will be looking for interior help. Right. Is it? And and what about what about Thune then? Yeah, that's who I meant. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, no, that's Thune. That makes sense. What about Glass Glasgow? Glasgow, let's go. Let's go Jets. Okay. So uh, Dolphins for Thune and uh, Glasgow to Jets. That center position will be an interesting one because the Giants might be poking around on that one just a little bit. Yeah. But definitely, definitely something I could see them doing. You, I, I know you, we, we've talked about this. You could you could see them doing that as well. Yeah, they got the, the New England guy Ted Karras who. Um, only has one year starters experience, but you know, so he, he'll, I think he'll be fairly affordable and he knows Joe Judge and that natural connection there. So I, I could see that. Yeah, definitely something to, uh, keep your, keep your eye out on there. Uh, safety position. Last one we'll do here, right? Okay. There's some, some decent names out there. You got Anthony Harris, good player from the Vikings. Von Bell, good player from the Saints. Yep. Devin McCourty. Obviously we know about Devin McCourty. Giants almost signed him several years back as the Joe Judge connection. But yep. there's also the Brian Flores connection. So there's yeah. a distinct possibilities for him. What, what do you see for those guys? Yeah, let's go McCourty to the Dolphins. I think from what I've heard, he's ready to, you know, he's prepared to leave the Patriots. He doesn't necessarily want to, but, you know, he's certainly ready for whatever. And so I, I think he'll. Uh, as well on, on McCourty. Yeah. So I think he'll go there. Um, that's just it, you're right. It just seems like such a natural fit. It gives them a quarterback, right? Back end, you know. Um, I still think there's a chance the Saints keep Von Bell. At least I've heard they're trying, you know. So um, it's going to be tricky because he's like he's not the guy you pay a huge number for, but his numbers are pretty solid as far as like the top five, top ten safeties in overall production. So you know he's, but I don't know how well he would do in the open market either. I don't think he's going to you know make a huge number. So. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to put him back in New Orleans for now. And, uh, who's the first guy we mentioned? Uh, Harris, right? Harris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he's going to make over 10 million a year. He's had a really good year last year. Right. Right. I mean, the Vikings are like so tight for cash and I, I don't see them keeping them at this point. So let's see safety. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the Raiders. You know, there lose you Carl Joseph, who's who is another good player. You know, he's you know, um, I'm I'm kind of su- I, I love Carl Joseph out of the draft. I'm surprised he's like he he didn't quite um, make it to like the big re-signing contract, and he's in free agency. But so yeah, they're going to swap out and maybe go get a, a player like Harris. You know, um, they they know defensively they still have some holes linebacker and on the back end they got to fill. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're they're basically. Equivalent to the Giants, almost in regards to okay, we had to really build this defense from scratch. We're going to need a bunch of guys, and uh, look, you can't do it all in the draft. I know everybody wants to build in the draft, yeah, but you have to supplement your roster through free agency. There's just there's no way around it. So uh, they will be doing it, just as the Giants will be doing it as well. Jeremy Fowler, expert 
free agency man right here. I mean, we, we really we really uh, touched touched on it all pretty much right there. We did a, a little potpourri. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be <laughs> a holding smorgasbord. You. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna be holding you to this down now. So if, if you are wrong on any of these, I'm gonna give you <laughs> hell, right? Cause, so so if I go two for twenty, then I'm gonna get killed. I'm gonna get roasted here. So if you go twenty eight of uh, twenty eight to thirty. Yeah, I expect I expect perfection on this podcast. You understand that, right? Uh, I'm I'm streaky, man. I'm I'm a streaky shooter, so I might uh, start over ten Fair and then and then, I, and then hit a hot streak. About like a, a six six three uh, lefty shooter. Got the high the high arcer. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Who who did I who did I model your game after? I told you. Oh, uh, the Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc. Something like that. Yeah, a little Tony Kukoc in that hoops game. Whereas uh, I told him the story I was once playing in Philadelphia and, uh, you know, I stand outside and I'm just standing there, I come around, shoot a couple threes, run up and down the side, don't do much. And the guys on the court were like, and I got the slick back hair and they're all like, Vinny Del Negro. <laughs> VDN. Yeah. Which That's I great. thought, I, was, I even thought was kind of funny and, and, and uh, appropriate. Uh, but no. We That's appreciate pretty good. it, Jeremy. Thank you very much. We'll do it again. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, Vinny. I appreciate it, man. That, that's accurate right there. That, I like that. <laughs> I used to get Karolinko. That was the that was the big one in college. I used to get. Uh, yeah, I can see that a little bit. I can see that. Yeah, I appreciate it. On to the next one. Thanks, Jordan. You need to get some stuff off your chest. You're stuck in your house. Your kids are bothering you. Let's talk some Giants. Get some of these questions out. Get them off your chest. That's why it's time for this week's Giants After Dark, where we put aside all the world's problems and strictly talk some Giants. Charlie Forrest, Forrest 58 asks, which two or three free agents do you think the Giants should target? And then with that in mind, who should they draft at number four? So the way I would go about it, if I'm the Giants, like, I need to solidify that edge rush, okay? So to me, I start there, and I need a linebacker. Their linebacking has been so bad. So I want, I, I would, my one premium guy would be Corey Littleton. He's head and shoulders above everyone else, can play three downs, can cover, okay? Now I know I'm sacrificing cornerback in this instance. He can't, can't get everything. So I'm signing Corey Littleton, getting Marcus Golden with like a Cameron Wake, getting two guys like that, trying to make my pass rush good enough for the time being. We'll look for the future pass rusher later, get a mid-range corner veteran cornerback to at least add to that group, you know, the Logan Ryan type, and there we go. And then in the draft, I want to get one of those tackles. So that's That's... The sweet spot for the tackles, right, is after the the middle of the first round. So trade back a couple picks, let someone up come maybe get a quarterback, which might not be so easy. You know, get down to seven or whatever. Somebody wants dying for Isaiah Simmons. I want that tackle protector for my future, for my franchise quarterback, right? I need to protect my investment in Daniel Jones. So I want I want that tackle in the draft, and I get my becked in. Or Mackay Beckton, I get my uh, uh, Tristan. Uh, draw, I'm drawing a, 
Werfs. I was thinking, uh, Wills, but no, Wills is the, uh, Alabama guy. You get Wills, you get Werfs, you get Becton, get him at seven, eight, ten. There we go. All of a sudden, team's in better shape. Jeff Schubert, question number two, asks, assuming Giants stay away from top money free agents, Clowney, Byron Jones, Conklin, who are some second-tier free agents they might go after? Guys that I would look after, I, I just mentioned Cameron Wake as being one of them, guys like that, I, I think there's there's a possibility they go after uh, a pass rusher of that ilk as well. Nick Kwiatkowski. Linebacker from the Bears, somebody I keep an eye on. Mario Addison, a sort of like a mid-range kind of pass-rushing line, defensive lineman. Uh, Logan Ryan, I mentioned before. Ted Karras, who Jeremy Fowler mentioned as a possible center option. Joe Looney, another guy, former Cowboy guy, another low-end but reasonably priced uh, but decent center option. Jason Witten. Obviously, someone I expect the Giants to look at. Vinny Curry, he's in that Cameron Wake kind of category. Giants said we're interested in him before. He had a good year. He was healthy. So he would be another guy I would kind of keep my eyes out for on that secondary market. Next question. Will IM23 asks, could you see Caden Smith start at tight end and Evan Ingram play more wide receiver this year? Could be an option to keep Ingram healthy this year. Uh... Look, Evan Ingram's value is as a tight end. Now, you want to flex him out more? I get it. But I also think, like, we can't pencil in Caden Smith as a 100% starter and be like, okay, Giants are good. They got Caden Smith. Like, that's a risky proposition. I mean, you're talking about a guy It's a pretty small sample size so far. So I'm not there at that point where I'm going to call Caden Smith and be be content with him as a starter. So uh, too too risky for me at this point. All right, Dan Sullivan, 21, from Instagram, says, does it take a first to get Trent Williams? I don't think they're going to get a first-round pick for Trent Williams, but I also don't think the Giants are going to get Trent Williams. That's a tough ask for a team in the division to get Trent Williams. I also don't think that's the move. For the Giants, he's an older guy. He has some injury history. Like, they need to get young at that position. They have Nate Solder right now. He's on their roster. Going to have to get younger at that position. So, I don't see Trent Williams happening for a variety of reasons. Okay, next question. We've got Jesse Lewis, J2 the Lou, says... People throw out trade back as if you can make that decision on your own. What's the actual trade back market? And do you just take anything just to trade back? No, you don't just take anything to trade back unless it's one spot and you know the guy you want is going to still be there for the next pick. Like I believe the, was it the 49ers and Bears did the, the two or three picks when they get two, the number two and three pick when the Bears took Trubisky, but they actually 49ers got a good haul for that. But anyway, in that situation, you would kind of take it. Anyway, you're right. You can't just trade back on your own. There's other teams that that fa- they that have to want that pick, and I'm not so sure. I actually think the the sweet spot 
for the trade is the third pick. Right? That third team wants Tua. Goes Burrow. It goes Chase Young. That third team wants Tua. The likelihood is the three spot is the spot for that. Because I don't think that Jeffrey Okuda and Isaiah Simmons are going to be at that level of prospect for most teams. Tua is. So, to me, that's the sweet spot. It might be harder to trade. You'll have to find someone that loves either Okuda or, or uh, which always is possible, but it's a little bit harder. Anyway, too early to know what the value is for that because you can't trade up for Tua with the four pick right now, right? That's not even possible because then you do that, the other team's just going to come up and do a three. So teams in that situation aren't even searching or feeling the market yet. So we're not there yet. Too early. James Myers, Myers7899, says, I know Joe Judge's comments are Patriot-like, but do we think there is any chance the new coaching staff does not want to move forward with Daniel Jones? No. I don't think so. They're, Daniel Jones is their guy. They're sold on Daniel Jones. This organization invested him. He flashed enough where there was enough positives that pretty much everyone I talk to around the league thinks the potential's there. And most people do like him. So, no. Let's get past that. Get it out. Get it out of your brain. Move to the next one. Official Nate, Nathan Widrick, says, Would you rather have Eli Apple or Sam Bill? I choose Apple, LOL. Um, yeah, you know, Eli Apple had his problems. We know that. He's been up and down in New Orleans. But I would, if we're talking about just the player, I, I would have to take Eli Apple also. We don't know what Sam Beal is yet. We still don't know if he's a real player. We don't know. Eli Apple, we know he's at least a borderline starter in this league. So right now, I'd probably take him. Hootie Baboots asks on Twitter, do they let their free agent signings guide their draft or do the Giants let their projected draft guide their free agency? You can't let your draft guide your free agency. And you don't want to let your free agency guide your draft either. What you want to do is fill the gaps significantly to the degree we're in the draft, at least you feel comfortable enough. Okay, we don't have our lockdown number one cornerback, but we have something there in the meantime that we can at least get by. So we don't feel like we need to then go add that in the draft. Right? But if you have, okay, we need a lockdown cornerback, we need a future tackle, we need a future middle linebacker. Which of these guys is now highest on our board? That's the way that I, that they want to operate. That's the way the Giants intend to operate. So, Mean Terrier asks, aren't we overreacting to this Leonard Williams trade? Everyone only sees cons. Pros are there. It's basically a security blanket as to not whiff on all free agents. That's laughable, by the way. At least they can franchise him. Plus, he got in-season reps already. That stuff matters, man. It doesn't matter. They're playing a different system. How does that matter? The snaps matter. They're playing a different defensive system. And what? You want to protect from sucking so bad in free agency that you can't get anything right? There's 10 decent defensive linemen right now. Varying degrees, but all in the same, you know, in the same bracket. 
in the same vicinity as Leonard Williams. You can't get one of them. You're, you need to give up two draft picks. It, look, what the over, what the, what you consider the overreaction, what I consider a fair reaction to this is if you, the logic behind this all is what should be maddening. There is no reason to make a trade and give up assets when you can get a player, a similar player, or even that specific player. Leonard Williams was like 90% to hit the market. The Jets had no interest, none, zero, in re-signing him. That's why they traded him. Yes, it's possible there's another team out there that wanted to trade for him, that would have traded for him, and then tagged him. But it's doubtful. And then at least they can franchise him. He's not a 15, 16, $17 million player. He's not. He had half a sack. He has 12 sacks in five years, 12 and a half sacks in five years. You can't, Franchising him. Should not really be an option. Now, transition tagging him, it's reasonable. But still, it's about the logic of that trade. It's not there. That logic is not there. A dope on the rope. Next question. Ask on Instagram. For your Breaking Big Blue podcast, answering questions from your viewers, Gentleman mentioned how he's open to trading back, but not trading back to the point of where not many good players are left. What about trading back to where maybe they can get two first-round picks this year? Draft linebacker Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, and maybe an offensive lineman. Is that possible? Would love to see a linebacker like him in a Giants uniform. I think it's possible. I mean, you need that pick to be valuable. You need somebody to love Isaiah Simmons, Jeffrey Okuda, Tua, whatever, however it comes down to it, to the point where you can move down to, let's say, I don't, I don't know the exact Dolphins picks, but 12 and 18. Or 12 and 22, or 12 and 24, and maybe come away with an offensive lineman and a, a Kenneth Murray. But it's possible. You got to play your cards right. You got to be lucky. Everything has to turn out right. I don't know if it will, but we'll see. And with that, that's the end of this week's Breaking Big Blue. Actually, that's the end of this week's Giants After Dark first. You know, the part where I answer all your deepest. Darkest Giants questions. We thank Jeremy Fowler for joining us on this episode of Breaking Big Blue. I, I'm still a little nasally. I'm feeling much better this week. At least I'm up and about. I'm not stuck in bed coughing. I, I had a coughing fit in the middle of our, the last episode, by the way. Uh, we, we took it out, but that's how I was feeling. Uh, terrible. Feeling much better this week. Still haven't completely got rid of this cold. I have a, a sinus infection. Is what I was diagnosed with. So uh, it won't completely go away. You can hear the nasally me. I know it sounds like I'm holding my nose. It's like, hey, guys, it's me, Jordan. I'm holding my nose through half this podcast. But, hey, I guess it's better than nothing, right? So that's the end of this episode of Breaking Big Blue. As always, tell your friends. Subscribe. Hey, everyone's going to be stuck at home. Get away. This is your escape. Your escape to giant information, news, and really just entertainment. Everybody needs it. You need to get away sometimes. 
So that's the purpose of this podcast, this one in particular, and I hope I did it for you. Uh, you can find uh, Breaking Big Blue on all podcast uh, platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, the ESPN app, wherever you find your podcast, you should be able to find this. And remember, tell your friends, rate us, give us a good rating. I'm Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time.